What up? Welcome, ITL fam. Welcome to the Ignite the Light podcast. I'm your host, your girl, Alicia here. I'm 23 years old. And if you didn't know, we're based out of Phoenix, Arizona, the desert. I gave my life to Christ when I was 11, but let's be real. I was conforming a lot, Um, but it wasn't until I graduated college and I was living out in San Diego when the Holy Spirit kind of just hit me in the face and he asked me a question, when I was finally going to stop living for myself and live for God. So I left California, moved my tail back here to Arizona and have been here ever since falling in love with my Savior. For our new people here, Ignite the Light, a.k.a. ITL's mission is to ignite others to strive for Christ-like living, loving others through our testimonies, experiences, and of course, humor. If you're not laughing here, we really um, will chat after the show. And our core values are share, serve, laugh, which is share the gospel, serve others, and laugh like no other. Here at ITL, we have to keep top of mind that the only reason why we have light is to point people to Christ. Jesus says that the Great Commission is to go out and make more disciples. And I never want myself or our listeners to spend another day of this short life not going all in. I'm going to pray us in. Everybody bow your heads and we're going to chop it up today. Dear God, thank you for letting us be here when we could be doing anything else, listening to anything else. We could actually be listening to Drake as we are taking a shot right now. But instead, we have chosen to listen to your voice. Hopefully it's your voice. It will be your voice. That's why we're praying right now. And we just love you and we just thank you. Thank you for for the confidence that you have placed inside of us. Let us speak only your words, not our words. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Do you guys hear that little voice? Wonder who we have here today. Who could it be? Hmm. Everyone put your hand on your chin and kind of stroke your goatee and wonder who we have here. Guys, today we have Shay Kirk. What is up, Shay? What is up? Shay, how are we feeling? I feel I feel good. Everyone's getting sick in Arizona right now, so mm. if you hear a little sniffle or a little cough, it's the last stages of my sickness, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're good. The cat's out the bag, people. If you're not sick in AZ, what are you What are you doing with your life? Right. So we'll be sniffling throughout this episode. Thankfully, you can't catch anything over the airways, but Shay and I are sharing sick air. Yeah. So that's fine. It's fine. Here at ITL, something that we ask all of our guests before they come on is, what story do you want to tell the world? And Shay, what'd you say? I said that I wanted to share my story of when I lost everything and I learned that Jesus is the only thing that I needed in my life, even though I didn't know that right away, but it definitely took some time and Jesus put me in a season of isolation. Right, 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 right. Gonna get into today. I'm sure we've all had a moment of two of just losing everything we love and care for. Why don't you tell us about that, Shay? What happened? When did you lose everything? Lord, help us. This happened in 2021. I was going through a tough breakup. My friends were kind of in the picture at the time as well, and they weren't really the best influences in my life. Um, So I decided to cut off everything, my ex and all my friends and everything associated with them. I believe that Jesus put me in a season of isolation for about a year. And Mm -hmm. that's when I started taking my faith more serious. Mm Mm-hmm. So during this time, were you reading your word? Were you clinging to any scripture? What do you believe was helping? 
right when I went through all that, that's when I started reading my Bible. I wanted to try and read a chapter a day, and mm -hmm. I'm not the best reader or the biggest fan of reading, but <laughs> honestly, I'm a visual guy. Oh, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm a visual guy. Okay, I, I need to watch The Chosen. Right. But uh, you haven't seen The Chosen? No, I need to. You're lagging. You're lagging. That's when I started reading my my word every day. It really helped a lot. I asked my brother and my dad. They took their faith more serious before I started taking my faith more serious. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that I had a question about anything, I would talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. And then I started taking church more seriously as well. I've been going consistently for four years, but I started taking with getting involved and meeting new friends about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Something I love is God is almost closer to us during those dark times rather than when everything's going so great. It's almost as if he may take away something that's so great or that we're finding in our identity in or that, you know, we wake up every day thinking about before him. Hey, that could be the thing on the chopping block. Right. A verse he brought up to me before this as we were planning to share this time together was Psalm 34, 18, which is, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Ooh. That's comforting. Yeah. I think that's something to point out I also clung to during my own breakup is it doesn't say that you won't be crushed in spirit because we hate that. All the world projects is happiness, happiness, happiness. If you're not happy, what's wrong with you? Make changes. And then we make changes or we start going to different things. But then we're still stuck in the same way. So it's almost right. like this father, and I love also Psalm 91, and it's just take refuge. And then, of course, when I found that psalm, my grams actually messaged me that probably like a year ago. and was like, I read this psalm every morning. And then I started reading it every morning. But then I have to Google, I'm like, what does refuge mean? And refuge means a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. And truly, when we think about our basic human needs, we don't feel safe. We are so uneasy. We can't relax. We can't think straight. And sometimes that's why our brain, our mind will be ringing at times when we don't feel safe. We've clung to this person, this situation, this job, this church, this career, this sport for so long, and something about it gets taken away. Oh yeah, we become the ones crushed in spirit. But I think the most fulfilling thing to read is that the Lord is near to those people. And he's a God that loves the lowly. Yeah. The pastor at my church said something that really stuck to me. And I'm not the biggest note taker. So I write things down that I want to try to remember that will stick with me when I'm in trouble in life. And he said that God whispers at you in your pleasure, but he shouts at you through your pain. Mm. That really stuck with me. I can definitely relate to that. So if we look back now, because I don't know, maybe you're good. What's your honest rating? We got one being not good, 10 being whew, water off a camel's back. Where would you say you're at now? I think I'm a 10. Maybe, uh -oh. maybe 9.5 or 10. Right, life, right. life has been really good. I recently started volunteering a few months ago. Went to kids camp. Went to a Miami trip for a young adult retreat. And I made so many new friends that are like-minded. My old friends, they say that they believed in God, but they didn't live like it. Mm -hmm. My new friends, you know, can pray for me. If I'm going through something, I can pray for them. Mm -hmm. I could talk to them about tough subjects. Right. Because, 
you know, some people that aren't walking the walk, some issues probably won't seem too big to them. But Mm -hmm. with people that are like-minded, they can be like, hey, I could help you fix this. I know how important this is for your walk with Jesus. Right. I think also something to highlight there is we have to be so conscious of who we go to for advice because there's great advice in the world but is it always kingdom advice right because kingdom advice is always going to be counterculture where our advice is typically selfish it's like self 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 well if you feel that way then they gotta go if you feel that way then you should switch churches then you should take offense but kingdom advice is approaching and talking to the person and our young adults pastor just said something that was insane did jesus ask for any sorry or apology before he got up to that cross for us and that like oof, i had to go underwater then come back up after that because thank goodness no because how long were we living in sin living lukewarm even before we gave our life to him yet he still gave that sacrifice two thousand years ago of his own life He chose us. That's the most beautiful thing in the world. And when we really live like that and model this person that we call Savior, because we can wear the what would Jesus do bracelet, we can have the sticker on our car, we can have it in our IG bios. But the real thing is like walking the walk, because I feel like oftentimes our mind jumps to the very surface level walking the walk. Hey, now I can't drink. Hey, now I can't have sex. Hey, now I can't party. This life with Christ is so boring, but really it's so much more than that. And that is why old saints, our seasoned saints, will admit to you that the work is never done. Because we look at, we probably looked at our parents growing up and we were like, they're great. Or like, I used to always think like, do my parents ever sin? You know, I don't know if you ever (laughs) had that thought, but I was like, do they ever sin? And the answer was yes. Pride is a sin. Gossip is a sin. Being selfish is a sin. What I want to ask you next, Shay, because it's so important, is why can you say that you were grateful now to have lost everything and have that heartbreak? Because I feel like if I didn't go through that season, Mm -hmm. I would still be a baby Christian. Mm. Goo-goo gaga. Goo-goo gaga. And (laughs) um, I've never... Like, I was a pretty decent kid growing up. I've never been drunk. I've never smoked in my life. Uh I was always around people that did, though. Mm -hmm. And my pastor at my church also talked about, you know, stacking your team. Are -hmm. these friends pushing you towards Jesus? Are they running the same race at the same pace? Mm -hmm. Or are they keeping you at the same spot or even pulling you away from Jesus? And I felt like my old friends were pulling me away. Mm Mm-hmm. And my new friends are really helping me get a lot closer to Jesus. They're helping me learn how to pray more. And I talked to my friend Delilah, and she said, I told her that I read a chapter a day. She goes, okay, well, if you want to learn how to pray better, read three chapters a day. Uh Uh-oh. So they're really telling me, you know, they're really challenging me and and pushing me uh, to get a better relationship with Jesus. And I really appreciate all of them. I love that. I It's so important to realize how much our environment shifts us. It can shift us towards him or away from him. And anyone that doesn't realize that, you're being naive, truthfully. I've been naive very much all the time, still and very naive in a lot of different <laughs> ways. But something I wanted to hit on is, okay, Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. 
November 2022, I had my own breakup. So much fun. This is extremely fresh for me, so bear with me. But something I'm realizing now is that might not be the last time you're ever brokenhearted. Right. So did all those things, changed the lifestyle, changed environment, pushing, pushing, pushing. And recently I found myself in a situation where I feel brokenhearted again. And it's not because of like a relational, romantic relationship, but sometimes it could even just be friendships because I think what I have, what I want to circle back to is that thing of safety. After that safety feeling is taken away or we feel like someone that was supposed to keep us safe is gone, we go into panic mode. I feel like recently I've been going into this panic mode and there's a couple different ways to turn. It's like, okay, don't trust again Mm -hmm. or trust again, but now you're just scared of being hurt again, which stinks because you don't want to put those expectations on new people that you meet. But it's also, you know how it feels to be crushed in spirit. You're like, I was, I fell so low and now I'm feeling so low again. And I can imagine this isn't, might not just be for us and a breakup, but I think of people that might be married multiple times. I think of people that have a father or a mother that keeps on letting them down. And that father or that mother is supposed to be that figure in their life that's always there. Why Why my mom? That's mean to me, you know? Yeah. And it could all, it could be way more than just romantic relationships. The way this verse jumped out to me when I was studying it for this is there's no promise of that's the one time you're going to be brokenhearted. And remembering that God is going to be there again because we've all had those times when we turn to our own mechanisms and they could be different things like I said they could be not trusting someone again it could be God I did all this I did all your ways and I'm still sad right so what like put the puzzle together and the puzzle still not the image I thought it would be and it makes me think of people that I read about in the Bible and this is why people say read your own Bible because sometimes when you're taught something and you study something on your own you're gonna be sitting there reading the story of Ruth and then you place yourselves in these people's shoes and this is why the Bible is the book that speaks right back to us which is super awesome I love it Shay because you brought up Psalms 34 18 to me but what was the next verse you brought up um, I brought up James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, and it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it all joy. How do we feel about that? It's easier said than done, for sure. <laughs> simple way to put it yeah that is true when you're going through something and you're in the moment you don't know why you're going through something or you could be like why me why me Mm -hmm. like you said I've been doing everything your way and I'm still brokenhearted or I'm Mm -hmm. still like whatever we just have to learn God is in control Mm -hmm. and we have to trust him and still put him first Mm -hmm. no matter what we're going through because I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Talk about it. Just now. Just now. We Mm -hmm. did a little 
mess up mm-hmm. and the camera stopped recording. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, God's timing. You know, we messed up and then the camera stopped recording. So mm-hmm. I started recording and now we're good. Mm-hmm. So it's just little things like that. It's the little things. And I mean, I feel like I'm pumping this in this episode, but it's like, this is why we're in our word. If we are only in our TikTok and Instagram reels, we are going to be going through this and not getting the advice of counting it all joy through various trials. We get, hey, grind harder in the gym. Hey, look better and show them. Hey, get new friends. Hey, travel. And sometimes all these things aren't necessarily bad, but they are just not biblical i love my dad it's kind of a funny story i love my dad because he's always like well what does the bible say blah 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 x y and z and not too long ago not too long ago just like a couple days ago (laughs) i was possibly going to get rebaptized because i felt that after this summer i was just like i want to do this and i felt like the spirit spoke to me blah 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 x y and z and i brought up to my dad or i texted them first and then I called him. Literally, his response was, well, there's no one that's gotten baptized twice in the Bible. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> man. But he really, like, hit me with the point there. I was like, dang, that's kind of true. Well, no, not kind of. It is true. And it's not like he was necessarily saying that that's bad. But he just made a super valid point. I was like, wow, what does it mean? When we have people in our lives that can point us to this verse instead of being, hey, let's go, let's go out and blow off some steam. Let's meet someone. You need a grind harder. When we have people that point us to scripture, that is so valuable. Or when you're in your own word and then you can point your friend to scripture, that's that's priceless. That's all we could ever love and hope for. We're not in our word just to check off a box and then keep moving about our day. It's to be there because the trials are most definitely coming. All of our trials look different, but why are they so vital to our growth? I think God puts you in these seasons to, one, help you grow more spiritually mature for yourself, mm-hmm. but also you could help other people that are dealing with what you've dealt with before. Truth. Um, a lot of people go through breakups. Obviously, Alicia and I have gone through a tough breakup. <laughs> and so when people go through breakups at church or just friends outside of church, you can definitely give them a lot of good advice and you can tell them what you did to get your mind off the situation and to help you get through whatever you're going through. Yeah, and sometimes it may not even be that advice, but it's like, hey, I know it's Friday and they probably always used to hang with their person. Let me invite them over to watch a movie. Let me ask them if they need someone to go to the gym with, to get dinner with. Let me make intentional plans with them because you know sometimes when we're alone during those times that is when our mind starts to race and stuff so even just knowing oof when I had those nights alone or didn't have anything this is how I would feel so doing something with them and I do truly believe after we're going through something so big we are on the verge of something huge anything that God wants in our life will stay anything he wants gone We'll be gone very soon. And he takes some things away that we love more than him. 
And that's actually a form of love because if at any point we are loving something more than him, we're typically falling short in other areas of our life and nothing is going to lead us to him except him. What I think of is culture. Culture is going to glorify relationships, having people around you. And if we think of our kingdom mission, it is to love others, to love God, to make more disciples. That doesn't have to do with, hey, do I have someone to go get ice cream with? Do I have someone to be booed up with? Do I have someone to post with? Do I have someone that texts me every single day? And this is when I kind of go into culture is going to preach selfish living, but God preaches selfless living. The disciples woke up every single day, not knowing what the day was going to bring, but following Christ and Jesus, lived their day striving to bring people towards him. When we start to view our lives at this, it almost takes off pressure of, hey, these things aren't working out. I don't have this job that I thought I was supposed to have or make this much money or have these things or I haven't even been to Europe yet. <laughs> but who's telling you to do those things? And it's not in, in the book. It's from the world. So we got to slow down. We got to slow down sometimes and keep the kingdom mission top of mind. Last thing I want to ask you, Shay, is what's one word of encouragement that you'd give to someone unsure if their trial is worth it? Your trial is worth it Mm. because, like I said, everything happens for a reason. You don't know what you're going through in the moment, but you can look back. And I'm looking back right now and... I definitely upgraded in my Uh-oh. life. Uh-oh. Big upgrade. Upgrade. Shaker 2.0. Another thing that I want to say is that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. like we said in the beginning in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to those whose hearts have been broken. Mm-hmm. So even if you feel alone, you're not alone. Also, like I said earlier, is that he shouts at you in your pain. So mm-hmm. you got to be willing to listen. God can talk to you through reading his word in the Bible. So mm-hmm. I encourage you, if you guys don't read your Bible, start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See yep. what Jesus did for people. It's not just he did stuff for the people back then. He's still doing things for people today. Ain't so, that the truth? That's the truth. That's the truthity truth. She's. It makes me think of the Israelites. If you don't know the story of the Israelites, it's a pretty popular tale. But growing up, I used to always judge the crap out of them. I was like, these idiots, they were literally slaves in Egypt. And then God took them out. They literally got the biggest miracle, getting the Red Sea split. They got to travel. Manna, aka bread, was coming down from heaven every day. Like, what was wrong with them? Like, why were they so gripey and complaining? And there was a couple people in these crowds. A majority of them were people while they were in the wilderness for 40 years waiting for that promised land, were people that were like, let's go back. Let's turn back around because this pain, obviously living in the desert can't be too much fun, even if bread is falling from the sky. So this pain, it's horrible. And when we're right in the midst, that person listening right now that is right in the midst and you know the thickest midst, you want to turn back around. You want to do your own thing. But there was these other people that saw the promise that God had made to them. I believe one of them, their names were Caleb 
and the other one's name is Joshua. Don't don't fire me, saints, if those names are quoted wrong. But they were the people that spoke with faith. Faith is huge. Having people that are speaking life to you and even you being able to talk your own self off the cliff. Those people were like, guys, we are almost there. Why would we go back to Egypt when we were truly enslaved? And as I read and reflect on that story now, I'm like, well, kind of don't blame them, you know, because it's so easy when the mist, the fog is so big around us. And you're like, you know what, Let, let's just turn back. But we have to keep pressing forward. You are on the verge. Shay and I would not be sitting here today if we both didn't press forward. I remember when I first met Shay, it was on Easter serving. If Shay had never been through that trial, I would have never met him. We would have never been sharing this gospel with you right now. We don't know the people, the experiences, the eternities that could be changed on the other side of your trial. So I just want to encourage you with that. We get to ask my final and favorite question, the last question that we ask all the death, all our guests, <laughs> and it is, Shay, who in the Bible do you relate to the most and why? Ooh. Um, oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Paul. Paul's my favorite character in the Bible. Paul he, or Saul? Paul. Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, Paul? You said, wait, it's Paul? Question mark. Um, me and my my dad and my stepmom, we have a group chat. Uh oh. Called like Paul is the best character. <laughs> what? And so we used to all read this like a chapter a day together and like send each other our highlights. Mm-hmm. I really like the book of Philippians, and it's literally the book of joy. I'm so joyful and any situation that I'm in, I try to find the positives in a negative situation. It's like when I was in my prison, because Paul wrote when he was in prison, I try to be as positive as possible. I would tell myself, at least I have my family, even though I cut Mm -hmm. off everything, I got my family. Mm. I know there's people in their life that have it worse. There's always someone in your life that has it worse. Mm. And there's always someone in your life that has it better than you, no matter how good you're living. Ain't that the truth. You got to be grateful for for what you're in and and try your best to stay joyful. It's hard, but it definitely helps to to stay positive rather than dwell and be negative towards yourself or whatever you're in. Ain't that the truth? Let's get some snaps to that. Some snaps. (laughs) Well, guys, ITL fam, let's just take a deep breath in. Crazy! A I, deep, a deep I, sick sniffle. I forgot. Shane and I was sick. We literally can't even breathe. Half this podcast has only been out the right nostril. It's fine. Uh, but we made it to the end of another successful, spirit-filled, Bible-thumping, Jesus-loving. Add one in, Shay. Um, <laughs> Nick-loving. Oh, okay. And that's our time. Fam, we love you. Go out and ignite someone else's life with how your light has been ignited. Shay, any last words? Hey, if you relate to this story, this to this podcast, go tell your friends or family about it. Uh-oh. And you can help people out. Shameless plug to ITL <laughs> if you relate. We love you guys, and Jesus loves you as well. Bye, guys. Drive safe. Get home safe. Don't be sick. Oh, what?